Top Shelf Fantasy. Hey, Shelfies, we're back again. Top Shelf Fantasy in the building. Me, Scotty, and Craig, as always, coming at you with some more information on the NFL. Uh, Today's March 9th, 2023. Hot combine last week, so we got a lot of rookie stuff we're going to get into, a little bit of news to cover. But first, the uh, usual stuff. Follow us on topshelffantasy.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at topshelffntsy. Craig, Scott, how's it going? Good, good, and good. I don't know, man. I feel like I've been in a dark basement for the last 24 hours. <laughs> so Scott's good, good, and good. Craig is uh, medium at best. <laughs> medium at best. <laughs> at best. Well, yeah, so we we filled out uh, team effort today. We all filled out the um, uh, uh, rookie spreadsheet with all the, the stats and, and got in the scores and everything like that. Huge shout-out, Scott. That was incredible fast figures. It's fun. Um, and so I was doing the, the scores. So what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about the production scores. And then we're going to be talking about the uh, combine athletic scores, how they how they came out. I had to create a new formula. So I, that's why I feel like I've been sitting in a dark room, like just the numbers, you know, the the, the what's what's the guy's name from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? That's got the oh, cross Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how I feel. Pepe Sylvia, right? <laughs> I got name? boxes full of Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> Not only are all of these people real, they've been asking about their mail. All been on a daily basis. <laughs> all right, uh, get back to it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, for all for all the work, it all pays off because we get a ton of insight into some of these rookies that we otherwise would not have. So uh, we get to know a little bit more about everybody else in the world, and that's what leads us to dominating Mel Kiper and Todd McShay's bitch ass on a yearly basis. Every year, great to point out the mock drafts. You already have one out, and we'll be getting that um, collaborative one out for maybe what is it? Be the fourth year in a row that we beat both those bitches. Yeah, it is important to note the the, the couple mock drafts that you've seen from us so far are really just me shooting from the hip. How I hope it goes. These are not the collaborative efforts of the Top Shelf Fantasy crew. That one will be the more reliable one that'll come out as we get closer to to draft day. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Once we all put our massive, humongous, smart people brains on it, we're usually pretty dialed in. The big boob brain. Yeah. Right now, it's just my massive brain, which sometimes... Take with a grain of salt, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. I mean, I was just saying earlier, I have uh, the, the Bucks taking Bijan Robinson at 19, and then today they cut their left tackle, and I'm like, yeah, I was torn between running back or O-line. It's probably going to be O-line now. That would just make too much sense, but... That's what happens. Things change. So I put the date on it. You know, I did the March 8th update. Anything that happened after that, I can't be responsible for. Dude, so <laughs> talk about that cut, right? Like, there's so much um, shit going on in the NFL cap-wise. There are an enormous amount of cap casualties that's going to be happening because we still have probably half the teams over the cap. And yeah, not and by a like- little bit. <laughs> And I think that we've said for the long, the longest time, like the NFL, the cap is fake. They find ways to get around it. But most of the ways they find to get around it are just kicking the can down the road until you get to these points where like the Saints are 50 million over the cap. The Bucks are 30 million over the cap. It's like at some point these contracts come due and the chickens come home to roost. And here we are. I mean, yep. 
if if you win a couple championships, sure it's worth it. I'm sure the Bucks look back and go, "Hey, we won it. We won one with Brady. Cool. We'll deal with it now. You know, we will suck for a couple of years. It is what it is. I mean, but it matters. I, I mean, these huge contracts are prohibitive to teams, and even when they cut them, the dead cap on them is is monstrous. I mean, we we're talking today about uh, Matt Stafford's deal. If he were to get cut, he's a forty nine and a half million dollar dead cap hit. Like what? Did you see? <laughs> did you see what the cap hit is? This isn't a dead cap hit, but have you seen what the Michael Thomas cap hit is? Uh, no. He was like he that. was the typical <laughs> twenty eight. Try double. It's fifty four million dollars is his hmm. cap hit on the Saints. Talk about kicking down the can. It yeah. Is the Saints were the ones that start? I don't want to say they started it all, but they're one of the biggest. They do it every single year. year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, Hill, I feel like the Saints have been struggling for four years against this, like up against the cap wall. Yeah, I I think their Derek Carr cap this year is that's going to bite them in the ass too because I bet his cap it's like a dollar. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... and yeah, then get paid hundred k, hundred k, hundred million next year. No, that one's in twenty thirty two. Yeah, I did see Taysom Hill got re- restructured. Again, I'm like, dude, I, I don't even care what the numbers are. He just gets pushed down. Like, they're going to be paying him when he's 48 years old. Yeah, he's going to get the Bobby Vanilla treatment or Bonilla <laughs> treatment. He'll be getting paid, you know, 100 bucks a year until he's 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's talk about those franchise tags, guys. Yeah. Things are, things are happening. Six total players grab tags, and I think it's all the guys we expected to see get tagged. You know, maybe we get a couple long-term deals still still making their way towards fruition for some of them. But for the time being, Saquon Barkley, maybe the biggest name who got tagged. I mean, you could argue a couple other guys here, but Saquon is a huge one. Um, a real tag. Yeah, a real. None of this, none of this fake non-inclusive. Lamar yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, Lamar got the non-exclusive, which it looks like a lot of teams are going to probably be in the sweepstakes for him, but a lot of teams are already saying they're out which is kind of weird. I feel like you should at least talk to the guy. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to have a conversation with him, see if he wants to come over, but whatever. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Evan Ingram, Tony Pollard. And then I tossed in De'Aaron Payne, the defensive tackle for the commanders, just because it's an $18 million tag, like 18 plus million. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, <laughs> he's good, but he's 18 good. million for a, a nose tackle is something else. I would expect that gets a long-term deal. Um, yes, so the the Lamar tag, I've heard that uh, owners are pissed off the way that they did this because it, it's the uh, Ravens saying it's a cop out, not because that they you know don't want to pay him or, or it's the guaranteed thing. I guess the some of the owners are saying that they want one of the other teams to do all the legwork and then swoop in and sign him at the end. And they don't want, you know, it's the one team in the past, like, I don't know. I honestly don't even remember it, like 20 years, maybe, maybe before I was born where they didn't work out their own quarterbacks contract, like star quarterback. And yeah, they're letting the tweet about that uh, today. He'd be like the first quarterback in such and such years um, where that's the case. And it, it's nuts, but it does make sense in, in some regards. If you can, if you're so far apart on a deal, you have the tag, let another team talk to them, say, you know, what do you really want? What, where, where are you willing to flex? And then <clears throat> I think we talked about this before. So it really is just like an offer sheet. It's hardly even an offer at this point. It's hardly a tag. I think nobody expects Lamar to play under 
the $32 million franchise tag. Um, he also he, he ends up somewhere else or he plays at a different number. <laughs> I mean, he's also seen what happened with Deshaun Watson, right? Where he, regardless of, of the, the reasons why he wasn't playing football for two years, but he didn't play football for two years and came back and got the guaranteed money. He's sitting there looking at that that franchise tag and going, I don't care. I won't play. I won't play the year after. And then I'll still get paid. You know, I'll still get mm. that massive contract because people are freaking searching for quarterbacks badly. I think I think it sucks for Lamar and fantasy and all that. But I, honestly, I'm I'm on his side. Like just like I I I get some teams are most teams aren't going to give a guaranteed contract um sans cleveland browns but uh, um but i'm on his side like if he's if he holds out for a year or you know however long it takes until the ravens trade him you know i say do it like don't 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 be a, don't pay on 32 million dollars yeah I, I completely agree i mean you're a torn ACL away from never securing that huge contract, you know? Uh, and it sucks to say it because you do want to see guys kind of just play by the rules, so to speak. But the franchise tag shit in the NFL is fucking dumb. Like, it's just dumb. You shouldn't be able to say we couldn't reach a long-term agreement, so you're stuck with us at this figure for one year, and that's all you get. It should be, hey, if you can't reach a deal with the team, then you just go into free agency, and every other team has a chance to offer you whatever start from scratch i don't know yeah i i wonder and i here's the thing it'll never at any nfl board meeting be voted to get rid of the franchise tag because oh it's God, no. it's the ownership and it'll never be put in a cba because the i'm pretty sure all owners will fold every other ask the nflpa has other than that franchise tag but you're right it is it is ruining the market it is ruining the teams yeah because i mean Next person, Josh Jacobs, you and Kim with Saquon Barkley, they could have made great con, uh, great deals this yeah. offseason. But they're what to the top, probably the top two running backs out there now gone. Now, Miles Sanders is like sweet. Yeah. Now, and, and now like, I'm up there. <laughs> and you look at quarterbacks and you can make the case for the tag in a lot of different ways because their careers are usually so long. Like they span number of uh, like tens of years sometimes 15 years is not out of the realm of a normal quarterback career when we're talking running backs they come in and they sign a four-year deal off the rip plus a, a fifth-year option if you're a first-round pick plus a franchise tag boom there's your career you've yeah. actually played yeah. six like, years you're out the door you never like, signed a big deal like they can get another contract after this but they could have had two yeah. like you sign a two to three year one this year, then sign a one to two like a Melvin Gordon did with Denver. Perfect. Yeah. Now you almost would like to see it go back to how they used to operate where it wasn't slotted amounts for contracts and years for draft picks. You just, hey, we picked you. Now let's come to an agreement and sign a deal. But teams lost out on guys that way and the teams swung yeah. could, power could in their favor. Imagine that this day and age with everyone oh. holding out as, as with. Yeah, there's no way that could happen. No, yeah, nobody would ever vote for it. There's no way that could happen. <laughs> but I do ag- agree that I. But it, it's a different time. Um, they should. They should at least start to look at positionally. The, like you know, you talk you slotted in for picks, but 
um, the money slotted in for, you know, pick 14 versus pick 15, but they should look at it positionally too and say like, listen, running backs longevity is shorter. Let's do a two, three year thing. You know, let's do a three yeah. plus one instead of a four plus one. It would be cool to see that too. Like, you know, first quarterback off the board is pick one. Sure. But then the second quarterback is pick 12, but he's slotted as QB two instead of, you know what I mean? You just yeah. hear it a lot of different ways. I think there's better ways to go about it than how it's currently set up. Yeah, uh, Bod will. Let's just yeah, let's just fix the NFL. I feel like we're fixing the NFL. Yeah, well, I'm out here doing Roger Goodell's job because it needs to be fixed, making just as much money if you converted dollars into like grains of rice that I ate today. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and just a few of the guys, Evan Ingram, we talked about last podcast, uh, officially tagged, still working on a long term deal. Uh, Tony Pollard officially tagged. See what that has to do with uh, Zeke in the near future. Yeah, Zeke's got to do something. Yep, he can't. He can't get paid what he's currently at. So, um, and then, I think yeah. I think he'll gladly take less money too to stay in Dallas because I think he knows if he goes elsewhere, his career is pretty much over as an RB one. And, and I I'm, I'm not that. saying he is one now, but I was saying that. But I, I was like, you know, with Leonard Fournette getting cut by the Bucks, like he'd be such a great fit for Tampa Bay to yeah. run alongside with that, Rashad White. It's with, almost the same, yeah, but situation with that or, line now that they just cut. Like that line is bad. You'd be pissed that's off. That's fair. <laughs> Sure, and, but and you could also... saw him block so effectively at, uh, at the end of last season. Maybe they can have him block a little bit more. <laughs> we, I just think that his his money, if he left too, is going to be probably half of what he could negotiate with Dallas. Because, like, I think what is his cap at like fifteen million? I was going to say I think, 15, 16, Yeah, yeah, I think that they negotiate him down somewhere around eight to ten, where I think his open market value is around that five to seven range. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's already made a shitload. He has. With contracts, incentives, deals, and yeah, endorsements. Cabo sure Jerry's got down there. Up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's doing Corona commercials for Cabo <laughs> Resorts. Hold out like me, free Corona, me and Aroma. <laughs> uh, and then a few players that did get signed. Um, Danny Jones, very last second. Um, Dude, I got the alert at three fifty-eight. <laughs> yeah, so he was signed, and then Saquon was tagged like that. It was literally like last second. Yeah. Because I was like, hey, I'm busy. I was in the hospital. Um, I'm like, hey, did it m- miss anything? You're like, oh, I just did on Jones and Saquon. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I was here at like 3.30. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like it just happened at 3.59. That's one of those dangerous ones, too. Like, you don't get the paperwork in time. The shit doesn't count. Like, oh, you, you Dude, sent the email over to the league fuck office. Up and not tagging Barkley. <laughs> I'm your telling Wi-Fi, you. Your Wi-Fi router goes out, and you're like, oh, shit, I just lost two players. I was sitting there thinking the same thing. Like you, they have two contracts, two franchise tag paperwork on like two fax machines with two people ready to hit send right. on either Daniel Jones or Saquon. <laughs> and you know the person yeah. that's sending that is shaking. Like if I f this up, I'm fired. My career is over. I just said my Daniel internship Jones is franchise is done. tag. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So yeah, Daniel Jones like seventy times four years for 160 million dollars. Um, Geno Smith stays at the Saints. The Saints, let's start that again. The Seahawks, three years, $105 million. And then Derek Carr signs with the Saints for four years, $150 million. I mean, I think we got three good deals there. They make sense. The Saints auto like instantly get better with Derek Carr at quarterback. I know you got the meme going around that like shows the stats with quarterbacks they had last year versus what Carr did, but I'm just going to disregard that. Gino obviously makes sense to run it back in Seattle. 
And then Danny Jones, I mean, I think was probably the bigger question mark of these three guys to me, if he was going to stay or go or come to a mutually agreeable deal and 40 million a year, I think is right on the money for a guy like him. And if Dayball likes him and thinks he can get more out of him, I think you, I think you believe in your coach who had a pretty damn solid year one with the guy. Yeah, I do think it works out uh, good for both. Um, I think there's a, I know there's an out in 2023, but there's a potential out in 2020. No, sorry, not 2023. In the third year of the deal, yeah. and there could be in the second if they finagle it around and trade him or whatever. So it just it, it. I think it does work out for both sides because even Daniel Jones, if he performs really well and gets those incentives, I guess there's like 35 million attached to it that he could get upwards of 48 a year. You know, something like that. Jesus. Um. Now, people, you see why Lamar doesn't want to play on on the. Thirty-four million dollar tag, right? right. <laughs> These guys are getting more than him, and he's probably better than them. I mean, Dalen Jones was a year away from almost being not out of the NFL, but not a starter, right? Yeah. And he is turning around. I mean, good for him. Got paid. Yeah. And then Gino, like I, I also I, we we text each other like I'm just so happy for the guy to come back, resurrect his career, and get a hundred five million dollar contract, like. I imagine being that guy who he was out of the league. Like there was a point before last year because we didn't know, um, you know, it was when Russell Wilson Wilson was over at Seattle and Geno Smith subbed in because Russell Wilson got hurt. And every single one of us went, I didn't realize that Geno Smith was still in the league. Right. Literally. Or it's like, (laughs) oh, I knew he was like somewhere, but I didn't know he was like on the Seahawks. Like he could have been anywhere else on the desk, like a third string practice squad guy. I'm like, yeah, sure. Dude, yeah, I honestly got invited this time. I honestly thought he was like 35 years old. I thought he started with the Jets like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it does feel that way. So good for him. Um, and then obviously we, we did Derek Carr. So uh, you want to talk about your boy Chosen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a few cuts, dowsing take. Yeah, a few cuts. Um, Braxton Berrios cut by the Jets. Okay. Um, Chosen, a.k.a. Robbie Anderson, is cut by the Cardinals, which makes sense because even Robbie, when he was like... I-E-A-K-A. A-K-A. <laughs> he's the only receiver left on the team for a bit there, and they still wouldn't throw him the ball. So, uh, good. I think they saved on. $12 million. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he was getting paid a lot to do really I mean, nothing. So. Cut him, maybe bring him back for like five <laughs> yeah i mean i don't even know if he'll get five which is saying something with the wide receiver market right now but uh i, I don't know what he's going to do because he was useless in carolina he was useless his last year with the jets and he was useless in arizona so i don't know who's looking at him going oh let me give this guy some money other well, than the, me well, like the, football. the the team's like probably like hey you know he changes his name again we got to redo his w4s all this shit like you know <laughs> I, I i can't take it anymore <laughs> the paperwork and, and, and the HR, we got to pay to, to deal with this guy. That's not worth it. Yeah, the accountant was the guy who made the cut. They're like, he's just not going <laughs> to deal with it. this. Get him out of here. Um, but it, it does make it interesting because A.J. Green's done in in, in Arizona. Um, Robbie Anderson's gone. Marquise A.J. Brown's Green still there. Retired. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, and what's his name? DeAndre Hopkins still there but being very actively shopped. Yeah. So if yeah. he leaves, it's going to be – Rondell Moore, who struggled to stay healthy. Marquise Brown, who, again, kind of struggled to stay healthy. But, I mean, you get two wide receivers who are, like, sub 5'10". Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch, also sub (laughs) 5'10". Like, (laughs) um, not really sure what the plan is here. (laughs) And uh, Zach Ertz in a walking boot for probably the next two years. 
Yeah, and I, I again, not sure if Zach Ertz ever plays football again. So it's going to be a very interesting ride over in Arizona with a new head coach. I, I no mean, quarterback for the first probably at least six games. At least a while, yeah. I mean, I would not be signing I up. Do to, not envy that team, that head coach. Yeah, that's a good way to put no. it. No. Um, I, I, it almost Sorry. seems like a bridge court, uh, bridge head co- head coach. It's almost like they yeah, it's want. A very, to it's just... a very awkward year. It's going to be a very awkward year. So awkward. To watch that team. Um, and a few other guys not fancy related, but Byron Jones, the quarterback for the Dolphins, cut, and Donovan Smith, like Dow said earlier, for the Bucks, the uh, left tackle. Yeah. I zoned out. Did you guys mention Braxton Arias? Yes, very. Yes. Right. I skipped right over him because he's like a special <laughs> teamer slash. I had he got a decent tweets. contract. He did. That's I probably had, why he's cut. He's like, they probably yeah. said like six to seven. No, he was like yeah, eight, yeah, eight, it was like two for that. twelve or something like that. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think it was like two for eighteen. I, th- I think it was like a decent. It could have been, yeah, which it was, makes it was sense. A lot. Which probably it's all avoidable at, 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 on his last year, which is why they cut him. Yeah, and and that team like they're still carrying Denzel Mims somehow too. Yeah, like, they I, have so many. I can't believe they, they haven't cut Corey Davis yet. But well, that's a, t- a different podcast. <laughs> Nailed it, two for twelve. I'm the smartest man. <laughs> two alive. for twelve. Yeah, typo. <laughs> and a few other things. Uh, well, a few other things. Calvin Ridley reinstated. <clears throat> He's back. Uh, Lamonte David, especially to test free agency for the Bucks. Bigger one. Aaron Rodgers to meet with, with Jets. He says, "S my D, fly to me. I ain't going <laughs> to you. Come to my hole, dark hole." All right, this is getting creepier. My butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Secret tunnel. So Jets are, are they think they have a good shot at getting him. But again, it's Aaron Rodgers. He could just be like, <laughs> they flew to me, I'm staying. Yeah, I mean, I put it in my write-up when uh, I was talking about the Jets draft picks this year. And I kind of just said, you know, they have to be looking at this as we either sign Aaron Rodgers or we're staring down the barrel of Mike White is our quarterback again because it's not going to be Zach Wilson. So I think... Either way they go is fine, and I think the Jets can have a fine season with either person under quarter uh, under center, but it affects how they draft their team. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you want to surround him with some weapons, which you kind of already have, but you want to protect him, maybe go O-line and then go from there. If you have Mike White, you're really playing game manager football. Maybe they go to uh, defense, and that's how I had them mocked out drafting, and I had him taking Christian Gonzalez at cornerback in the, uh, in the first round. So – it really does matter. They got to figure this out sooner rather than later. Like you can't let this Rogers thing just drag on for the next two months. You've got to have this sorted out well before the draft. Yeah. But Reno Rogers will do that though. Oh, he's got, he always does. He has to be and in the just like, Hey, can you let us know? Cause this is really going to destroy your entire, you know, team for the next 10 years. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah bro, I saw... I'll let you know, but I gotta do some mushrooms in the forest first. Yeah. I saw it like five days ago. Hey, I have a decision coming soon. Where is it? Right. And he's just never, never going to tell us what his decision is. But yeah, um, that's that's actually something you'd... Uh, it's funny. I think it's a joke. I honestly think that the Jets are dumb. They they they, they ruin their future um, if they get Aaron Rodgers. Not for the picks that they would have to give up. Don't really honestly know what compensation would be. But I think that when he does this whole bullshit again next year, then maybe retires or whatever that Garrett Wilson and, and Elijah Moore and all those good contracts, My, Michael Carter, all that, they're, then they're up, and then they're looking at another yet another, another bad or rookie quarterback um, in 2024 or something like that. And they're like, I don't want to do this. 
It's just the Jets fucking themselves. I just I think it's an absolutely <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid decision. And you said the the in the woods thing. Aaron Rodgers in New York. I think that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. They're gonna hate him. They're gonna destroy yeah. him. And he gets spicy enough with like the friendly Green Bay media. I yep. can't imagine what he's gonna do when he's on the front page of the New York Post, just getting eviscerated after a loss. He's gonna be screaming at people in the in the hallway. Yeah, that's Which, then again, I'd love to watch. Yeah, it'd be great. Great entertainment. <laughs> Maybe it'd be good as a Patriots fan because they'll just destroy that franchise. And that's what I'm saying. Like I was, I was talking. People disagree with me. I just, even if he did go to the Jets, I think it's. I'm not really that f- afraid of them. No, I mean he didn't do anything with the Packers last year, and that was a very weak conference. I, I his, would be a little. His bit, weapons are a lot better. I was, so I was just going to say, I'd be true. more super, or more scared of him with the weapons in New York than what he had last year in Green Bay. Correct, but. But I'm still just not really that I'm just, nervous about the Jets. I'm, I'm too busy being more scared of the Bills. Yeah, exactly. Even, even worry about the Jets. And, and Miami, because you yeah. know they've been sneakily quiet this offseason. They're going to do something crazy. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, we'll keep you keep your eye on that. Because, again, I, we, we talked about you know the different order the dominoes may fall in. And we had Aaron Rodgers falling before a lot of them to kind of lay the groundwork for a lot of the other stuff. We still need him to figure out where he's going because – if he stays put or leaves, it, it changes a lot of different landscapes for a lot of different teams. Um, but enough on him. Moving on, the Texans, they're being fined $175,000 and a fifth-round pick for some violation of the salary cap like four years ago while Deshaun Watson was still on the team. They say it's an accounting error. The NFL says it's not. Who really cares? One hundred seventy-five k and a fifth-rounder is like nothing to an NFL team. Yeah, it's just fun. It's another fun little storyline of um, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. There's twenty six thousand dollars they paid him to go work work out in a facility. Yeah, he was, <laughs> like, he was... like I don't know how much of workout he got in that facility. <laughs> twenty six. Imagine that. Oh, what's your gym membership? Yeah, it's twenty six thousand dollars for one day. Yeah, yeah. This, this guy's great, though. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm sure he is. Uh, and then the final piece of news: Matt Stafford is being shopped. Um, I would say publicly, but that's whatever. We'll see who can take on that hit. I mean, it's a lot of money that he's owed, not so much this year, but the next three years. And there's no out until, what I say, 2026. So it's a long way away. It's a tough contract to move, but um, keep your eye on that too. Because Matt Stafford, if he says he can still play quarterback, can I, I choose to believe him. He can still play quarterback at a high level. Uh, I think it just comes down to the health of his neck and or back. Yeah, a lot of injuries. My back. <laughs> My neck. Um, I can't get up. We kind of brushed over it. I just want to hint a little bit towards Calvin Ridley's reinstatement. Um, I don't really think it affects Christian Kirk so much in fantasy, but I wanted to get kind of like a price check, like see see where everyone is on Calvin Ridley with with Trevor Lawrence. I think I'm excited. I think he's worth a mid round fantasy pick next year, maybe tenth round. Um, but. He might get oh, pushed yeah. up in, a little in, bit. In redraft, though, yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with a redraft grade of like a round there. Um, I, when you said mid-round, I thought you meant like middle of the first round in a dynasty. And I was like, I'm not giving oh. that up for Calvin Ridley. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. 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 We're on the same page then. Yep. Um, no. I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in him from a redraft perspective. Um, dynasty, I'm not targeting him anywhere. Uh, 28 years old now. He'll be 29 by the time the season starts. Yeah. Um, year off from football 
you know, ring rust. He was never a, a freak athlete to begin with. He was always a good wide receiver, had great route running and got open, but he was never like a burner. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if losing half a step or a full step has cost him that ability. Um, he's a guy that I'm just really, really timid on, I guess is the best way to put it. But I think you're, I think you're right. First of all, I don't think he affects Christian Kirk. I think he hurts Zay Jones a lot more than Christian Kirk. Um, I don't know. I'm happy that he's in Jacksonville as opposed to Atlanta right now yeah, as, as right. it currently stands. Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to be everyone's sleeper of the yeah. year. Oh, every like, it's going to be sleeper. so annoying on every side. Sleeper like, that's be, too easy. That's a, it's Just, easy, but that's also pretty risky. <laughs> like it's I, honestly, he could just impl- like he could be bad. Like his, his, his um, boom and bust potential. I don't think he's going to be a balanced player, you know, right. I think that's what he's going to be. He's going to either hit or he's going to miss and, and he'll miss hard. The NFL. I mean, if you wanted to get into conspiracy theory type deals here without getting too tinfoil hat ish, but the last person they want to give a comeback player of the uh, year award to is Calvin Ridley. So if, yeah. if there's any way for they for them to temper his ability to dominate his first year back, uh, they might take it. I don't know. They, they might not want to give it to Deshaun Watson though. If Deshaun starts playing real well, you're gonna see a lot of uh a lot of people start like so many memes. A comeback player of the year, like spelled differently. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Just true. imagine those memes, which would be fun. And like, yeah. Kim Kardashian we'll gets come back on her back in the Let's just hope we just messed up and let's all just move on and give it to a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who else could win comeback player of the year this year? Zacharis has to come back and dominate. Carson Wentz. All right, all right. Let's go on to it. Craig, take us into this. You've been working on this thing. You've been watching the combine. You've been in a Aaron Rodgers dark tunnel for the last week. Yeah, I guess that's a fair fair statement. Um, <laughs> although I don't like being compared to Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, um, we got it, all stats, and so we have. Um, Again, we have all, all the all the combine information. We're gonna be, I believe, we have put that on the site in the past. I think we're going to get that out as as quickly as we can somehow, some way. I know that there's some formatting things. I've seen a couple messages. Um, so we're gonna run through. Let's go with like let's just start with quarterbacks. Obviously, I think that's the 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 thing that people always want to talk about in the NFL draft. Um, Anthony Richardson completely blew it away. Like if you hadn't heard or didn't watch the combine, um, I'm sure you're living under a rock. If you're listening (laughs) to a fantasy football podcast, I'm sure that you've already seen it and heard everything, but the guy completely broke the record on my athletic score. Like, like broke it to a point where I I think I have to think about it again (laughs) and, um, like rework the quarterback grade. So he has an A plus, right? The high, the highest before was somewhere in the eights. I don't have it offhand, but it was in the eights. Get a nine point two, right? Do you know who it was? <sighs> no, I it was like a Cam yeah. Newton or, or or someone like that. I I'd have to go back into okay. the other spreadsheets, and to be honest with you, I, I already have too many open. Um, so I just know I just knew right off the bat um, that it was it was the highest grade I've ever seen for any any position player actually. Three. Yeah, I think I think DK Metcalf almost got to like an eight point five. Um oh, that that might Jesus. be that might be like in seven point seven five is where I consider an A plus grade. Um and that's just based off of all averages over the last like 
I keep adding it every year, like seven years now of averages of combine scores of all these, all the players coming through. Um, so he's far and away um, higher on any of the scores. Other good scores for quarterbacks were um, Clayton Toon. Uh, I don't really think we have to talk too much about him, but he had a good day. <laughs> um, some important ones, Will Levis, uh, he got a B. That's above average. You know, it's not super great, but it's above average. Um, 34-inch vert is, is pretty good for a quarterback, so uh, that's why he ended up a little bit better. Stetson Bennett, Bennett had a good grade for um, athleticism, rate of 4.67, so that was pretty, pretty good for him. Um, we didn't see any like um, drills for Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, but outside of throwing uh, CJ Stroud through, and I think that he looked good. I think Anthony Richard looked good. We can, we can all talk about what we watched uh, on the combine. Yeah. I mean, I thought uh, Levis looked really good from the throwing perspective, but I wish that we could have seen Young and Stroud throw, but I think they kind of know they're trending towards the top of people's boards regardless. So I think their agents are probably the ones telling them don't do it, which is unfortunate, but I get it at the same time. Um, Flip side, like you said, Anthony Richardson went out and looked good at every single thing he did and I think is deservedly flying up boards. But is this combine reaction or is it real? Who knows? Um I think we all tend to to freak out a little bit when people put up eye-popping numbers at the combine, and then sometimes it doesn't always translate to the NFL. But if Anthony Richardson falls in the right spot, I I mean I'm I'm stoked to see the kid. I hope he I hope he lands in a spot where he can be the starting quarterback for a team uh, from day one because I, I think it would be fun, just fun to watch. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, right? He he did have a decent season yardage wise when you add his rushing totals in. And touchdown wise, when you add his rushing touchdowns in, but his completion percentage is fifty three point eight. Yeah, I was gonna. I just I mean, at that 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 is not good. Sixty three isn't yeah. good. That's ten less. Yeah. Like that's like, if you look <laughs> at everyone here, I think the worst ones like what sixty two, and yeah. then it's fifty three. Like that's that's bad. It is, and and he had some decent wide receiver. I mean, Florida's a big big time school. You know. You know, he's had some receivers to throw to, you know, he he's going to need a lot more work and time than, say, Lamar Jackson. Like Lamar Jackson was really good at throwing the football. You know, he came in and was able to perform the way he did because he was a good quarterback. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was a quarterback who happened to run like Anthony Richardson is just an athlete who happens to throw the ball here and there. Yeah, he, when he came out, I guarantee you, like in the in uh, NCAA football 2K14, if he came out, his his uh, position would not be quarterback; it would be ATH, <laughs> mm-hmm. athlete. So, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, outside of that, we have pro days coming up. Um, he doesn't say, but we'll, we'll we'll see a lot. Like the people that didn't do the combine, hopefully, do do the pro days. I think. I don't know. I mean, will Bryce Young do his pro day? Does everyone usually do their pro day? Yeah, so this is the way that it works. So the quarterbacks, I don't think if they run the 40 or not, it doesn't matter at the pro day. Everyone knows those those numbers are fudged. But throwing, every single quarterback will do a pro day where they throw. Every single one, if they're not hurt. Because it's going to be tailored to them. They're going to pick, they're going to practice it. They're going to practice the routes. They're going to do, like, it's going to be, 
it's so easy for quarterbacks to do a pro day and look good. And that's why they all do them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's almost scripted. Or it is scripted. It's it is scripted. almost. Yeah, it's a hundred percent scripted. So um, that'll be fun. I I could I can only imagine right now Anthony Richardson's going to have a play like where he like scrambles. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. there's no def- there's no defense. Like, yes, sir. No, no one's just like all right, Mike Vic. That's a two to Vic and 04. Why did Anthony Richardson roll out on every single play as pro day? There's no defense. Every uh, defensive player is like, oh, can I wait for him to start? <laughs> All right. So um, let's move into running backs. Um, just off the top, I'll do some pathetic scores. And I think maybe we rank, we, we find a ranking um, how we like right now. I think we have a, a ranking on um, a few uh, things we've seen on the internet, um, but this is prior to getting any production and athletic scores in. Um, so just a recap, um, athletic scores are the 40 vert bench, all that the production scores are, I have a metric for four years of, of, of data. And what I do is I don't take an average. I take the top elite tier of players that have been drafted high produced well in, in, in played, you know, in their, in their top positions in college, got those actual, you know, their averages and stuck them in and weighted it so that when I come up with an average of the um, production, when I compare it to a new prospect coming into the NFL, I start off at a hundred uh, would be a perfect elite, like, can't beat prospects production wise. And then we go down from there. So obviously that's, you know, high numbers are good. So B. John Robinson got a 97. I mean, I don't think that really is, is much of a secret. The guy was, he, he ran the ball 258 times, you know, but I also take into consideration that this is like per game averages. My score is not just based off of pure volume. It's based off of what have you done with the touches that you've had. And so a 97 is, I'm telling you, he can't miss prospect. And and he's got a B-plus athletic score. Like everything that you wanted to see, we saw from Bichon. Yeah, it's. I would say from the combine and from your production scores, it just cements him as the number one running back off the board in this draft. Again, for me, when that happens, whether it's mid, late, first round, early second, whatever. I think he's the first guy off. I know a lot of people wanted to tout Jameer Gibbs, but you look at his production score, um, it's just it's not quite as, you know, jump off the board at you as, as Bajan Robinson's is. There's some other guys that had humongous uh, production scores, though, that I would not have guessed, like uh, Israel Abanikanda. Is that, that, was, that was a great pronunciation. I think that might be right. <laughs> uh, Muhammad Ibrahim out of Minnesota. You got. I guess you got to look yeah, at where yeah. they played though. Minnesota <laughs> as well. Like um, the guy who I was interested in was Travis Dye, and his production score was not as. Well, I mean, seventy-seven. It's it's not terrible, but I was really thinking his production score would be higher at a USC, and it just it wasn't. So. Yeah, and it sucked that he didn't do the combine, so he came like, all right, yeah. it's a it's, it's a bad prod score. How is this athletic score? You you don't know. Unless yeah. you watch the pro day, but I mean, so I, I thought he was going to be an interesting little receiving back type prospect, and mm-hmm. just that now I have no data on it. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, it's not weighted towards receptions. Like I, I won't get into like types of 
like say the receiving type, I can, you know, do a different score, but right. I'm not going to get it. This is all like, you know, all the receptions and receiving yards and touchdowns are all lumped into the um, touches per game, yards per game, touchdowns per game. And um, so like, yeah, I mean, if you look at it on a base level, 884 yards on 145 attempts and a 6.1 yards per carry, that looks great, right? Just it didn't work out as far as an elite um, grade. You know, he he got a 77. You know, I, I would think that he'll probably be an average running back in the NFL. Um, not saying that numbers can't train, like these numbers are, you know, going to say what they're going to be in the NFL. I mean, landing spots and coaching and their attitude, it makes Mindset. a whole, yeah, a whole world of a difference. Mm-hmm. But ones that you can see that have done it at one level, you can see we'll be able to do it the next. Um, so, we were talking about, you know, just going a little bit deeper. One guy that was really jumped out to me is Chase Brown out of Illinois. I mean, and that's that's a that's a big time school. Ninety production score, a athletic score. Like he's he he he's got probably one of the better like looking combinations of scores. And um, I don't know what his projection is. Probably day two, day three prospect probably day three prospect let's talk about that but um then again maybe not like you know things that he could rise up the board soon we get a little bit closer i mean he led everyone in vert bench and broad i mean yeah. and 20, 25 25 bench reps at 209 pounds is pretty effing legit like that's over body weight for 25 reps i mean most people in the world can't do that i can't do that I definitely can't do that. <laughs> we know, Scott. We I, I can't hit. I can't hit it for twenty five. I mean, um, another one that had a really huge production score was uh, well, okay. I, I keep forgetting that he went to UAB. Uh, Dwayne McBride. Um, he had seventeen hundred rushing yards, seven point four yards per carry. Had a ninety seven touchdowns, ninety seven production score. <laughs> that's actually so. That's tied for second. Um, don't have an athletic score. He didn't run or do anything at the combine. He probably was like, my production speaks for itself. Um, only tied had third. Yeah. Tied... Cause there was this, an... this is a 98. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Israel. A, I like, I like that name. Um, you think that he tells people that he played at Alabama or do you think he tells them he plays for the university of Alabama at Birmingham? <laughs> played college where'd you play in alabama alabama you know in alabama <laughs> generally oh that's funny um so this is an interesting one i think this is a prospect we need to talk about because this is one that's going to be a first round pick in dynasty drafts this is going to be you know talked about somewhere in that middle fifth sixth seventh pick area zach charbonnet out of ucla measured well six one two fourteen. Uh, production was really, really, really good. He had the highest production score, 99, right? Um, receptions, 37, uh, 321 receiving yards. Like, he smashes production. Like, it looks great. That's why he's up there. Athletic score was a B. That, I feel, is a little bit concerning for a heavier back. And I'm not saying, like, Bs are bad because Bs can be good. I've seen them. You know, we've seen it before. But... If he's not going to, he ran a four five three, still average, but it just just something something tells me that he's he's not as amazing as as he might he might lead on. 
Yeah, like I want to go back and look, and it might just because his name's Zach, but I have very huge fears that he's the new Zach Moss. And I want to go. I got to go look at some of his stats and some of his, uh, maybe his production score or Zach Moss's production score from whenever he was coming out. But uh, that'd be my fear with that body type, that build, and those those speed numbers. Um, you know, I mean, but he's, again, if that's his floor, cool. I mean, sign yeah. me up. If he's got a ceiling that's a lot higher than Zach Moss, I'll be, you know, you're in good shape. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he he's it's it's still an okay score, uh, and the production is is otherworldly like I, I do need to see the tape you know i'm seven seven yards per carry you're gonna see good highlight film you know he's he's obviously gonna show some social so wow show some good uh work on the field i think i'll have to seek out some professionals on this one um to really get really hone in on it because you could be getting a steal in the first round not or, having your first yeah. four picks fifth five picks but he could be Trey Sermon, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say his name. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could. He could be Trey Sermon. Um. So, Let's but then, though. then we we do have uh, Devin Achne, Achne, Achain, Achain, Achain. That was a Sean. I think it's a Sean. Is an Achimani. Um. Devin Sean. Yeah. Four three two. That was one of, one of the better uh, athletic scores, but uh, best forty. The highest, dash. yeah, it was the highest forty yard dash. So, um, I don't know how you guys want to rank these. I like I like Bijan Gibbs. Um, I I I don't know where I go from there. Yeah, after those two it becomes a big question mark. Um, I would probably prior to the combine have told you Tank Bigsby wouldn't have been a bad pick. Now I've cooled on him quite a bit. Yeah, um, low scores. Yeah, low scores, and and you factor in uh, Craig's production score as well at a 72. And, you know, uh, I'm a little bit cooler on him. So I think if you don't get one of these top guys in Bijan or Jameer, you just kind of wait, and then it's kind of a, a pick A lot of wide receivers point. after that, and then... Yeah. Yeah, if you're talking about, you know, first round of your fantasy dynasty drafts, uh, but just rookies, I think it's right off the bat, Robinson Gibbs, and then you go wide receiver probably for the next four picks. And then you're probably into quarterbacks and you know, maybe sprinkle a couple quarterbacks into that wide receiver mix, depending on what you need for your, your own team. And then you're talking about uh, these kind of toss up running backs. Once you get to pick eight, nine, 10, and then the rest of the round probably ends, man, you know, you got to factor in maybe a tight end too. tight end comes off the board. We'll get there, but it's an, it's going to be interesting for our mock, our mocks this year are going to be all over the place. If we do rookie mocks, yeah, or I should say when we do rookie mocks mm-hmm. because yeah. I think you, you're splitting the hairs on a lot of these guys. You don't have your you. I think you have your guaranteed 101, and I think it's Bijan Robinson, and then I think anything else past that is based on team need and personal preference. That's fair. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I think it's easy. Robinson Gibbs at one two. Yep. But after that, I had to do a lot more research and work to really give you a legit ranking. Yeah. And even locking Gibbs in it too is tricky because we don't know where he ends up yet. Like almost no matter where Bajan Robinson goes, I'll probably be comfortable taking him 101. But if Gibbs ends up in a situation where he's a true 50-50 or he's, you know, one of three backs that could possibly have a role, 
like, I don't know. I'm a little worried. He ends up in Buffalo. I think where I have him mocked to, yeah. I'm not, I'm not chomping at the bit to take him. I mean, he's going to have to fight for reps with uh, James Cook, possibly Devin Singletary if they bring him back on a cheap deal. And, you know, Derrick Henry's still in the mix to go there. So uh, that's probably something we should have touched on in the news. Derrick oh, Henry's going to be very publicly. Yeah. <laughs> Next podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but, when he when he lands somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just my, my take on it. Like, again, I thought Gibbs' production score would have jumped through the roof, and it, and it didn't. So I'm a little bit cooler on him than I have been as well. And I was super yeah, high so, on uh, uh, Gibbs, rather. The one thing I'll say about his production score is like some of the baked in part is you have to think about no well, it's not baked in sorry it, it, it this you is just pure number <laughs> you have to think about he's on alabama right a lot of mouths to feed the guy had only 151 attempts i mean that's something that's been notorious year over year with alabama right they don't typically have a running back that's going to get 300 i think the last time they did that was like with derrick henry and like Josh Jacobs is even one like can has longevity. Can he can he stay long? Can he get the carries? Can he get the workload? Um, so I mean, for what for the amount of um time he was out there, I feel like a 76 is fine. Um, it's not elite level production. Um, again, it 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 does factor in what, what they did with those touches. Um, yardage wise, I think that's that's where the biggest part was is he did not get as many yards and he uh, he scored 10 touchdowns to like what an elite level prospect would have is 17 touchdowns. Um, and I think that's more about the fact that it's Alabama. They can score any way they want. True. True. Very true. Um, so now we're at the point where everyone's going to get disappointed. <laughs> um, so we, we went, went through, the fun and quarterbacks and then everyone's top picks in the dynasty draft, the running backs. Now the wide receivers. Okay. This, as I was watching the combine and seeing some of the scores roll out, I was like, this is, this is not looking good. And then when you put all the, the production in and, and the, the athletic score in, and you really start to see the picture that this draft is not, what they said it was when when everyone was like we need a 2023 pick it's not what they said it is i think i think there's one can't miss wide receiver and he didn't even play last year like he played three games and that's jackson smith and jigba and then from there we're talking and i know people are going to say jordan addison and zay flowers or quentin johnston, or quentin johnston. you know like there's gonna be people that are going to be truthers on these guys because there's going to be some negative feedback on them. Um, not saying that they can't be great, but pen to paper, there's nothing that screams elite. Uh, I mean, there's and, one and, guy yeah. I like. Everyone lost two inches too, by the way, <laughs> yeah. since college, which is crazy. Yeah, that's that's one thing. You know, you were just, yeah, Quentin Johnson was 6'4", now he's 6'2". You know, um, uh, Dows, who is the other one that you said lost to? Uh, Rasheed Rice was 6'3", now he's 6'1". He was 6'3", 215, now he's 6'1", 204. Like, that's so average. <laughs> yeah, you went from a big body stud wide receiver to run-of-the-mill normal person. So, uh, the one thing I didn't like, Quentin Johnson didn't run the 40, so... Right. I have no idea how fast he is. And then knowing that he lost some height uh, along the way, you know, if you're six, four, I'll let you run a four, five, five. And I won't, I won't cry about it. Exactly. If you're six, two, I need you to run a little bit faster. 
because he's in 208, right? Like, so yeah. he was one that I think we were all thinking he'd be 6'4, 220. Yeah, I was thinking he was going to be the Michael Pittman mold, you know, um, right. like that that kind of style or that kind of uh, body type of wide receiver. And two inches now, is big, is a big difference in the NFL. I've been, tell, I've been telling people that for years. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge <laughs> two feet, two inches is massive. I mean, he does have a he does have a large, not wings, small, it's thin, right? So, <laughs> yeah, eight. Eighty-one is is it's a big wingspan, yeah. But like he doesn't have the other, you know, the other big guys on this list. The other six threes on here, six twos have you know ten inch hands. You know that's that's what you want, right? Those those when you hear when you hear about it. Um, I mean nine five isn't bad, but he's just not a monster. I right, just right. let down that he's not a monster. Yeah. Um, his production score was a sixty-six, by the way. Um, and his athletic score was a B plus, and that's largely because he did just the vert and the broad jump and did well at it. So he can jump. All right. Yeah. He can jump. What he um, do. <laughs> what do do? Um, but can he catch? Um we got an A athletic score out of Jackson Smith and Jigba. This is something that's very interesting that needs to be talked about. He didn't run the 40, that's fine. I honestly don't care. I know he's gonna run the four fours anyway. He ran a cone of six five seven, broke the record. Three nine three shuttle, like the agility on this kid, is incredible. And I know it's everyone's. You know, you saw it in tape last year when, um, uh, when he was when CJ Stroud was throwing to him last year, um, the year prior. So he's he's great. He's going to be a perfect slot. He can play anywhere on the field, really. But he's going to be one of the one of the brighter spots uh, out of this draft. Yeah, he was bigger than I thought he'd be too at uh, one ninety six and just a shade over six feet. So I'm feeling a little more comfortable with him um, on in a lot of spots, to be honest with you. So he'll be one to watch. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm when I'm, I did all the mocks and I'm, I'm kind of looking through and I'm like, I don't know where the first team that takes a wide receiver is. Um, it could be Houston with their second pick. I really don't know. So um, if a team reaches, I think he's he's a good guy to reach on early. I think he has a lot of value that he's going to bring no matter where he ends up. Yeah, and we've seen the last couple of years with drafts. Once one receiver is taken, it's usually a domino effect. Because right. um, people, people want the receiver, and once they see it, they don't, don't want to miss. I think last year was three or four in a row. Year, yep. year before that was a bunch in a row towards the middle late, but... Once wow. one hits, like if, if one goes in the top 15, you're probably going to see, you know, four or five go from 15 to 32. Well, yeah, and whenever that run happens, he'll be part of it, whether he's the first, second or third off the board. He's he's in that first run. Oh, I, I, I in no doubt in my mind, I think he's the first wide receiver taken. I think he should be. Um, I will say I think we've been spoiled with wide receivers in the past couple drafts, and I think that people – in the league we're notably seeing a, a trend of these wide receivers coming out. And I, while I do think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going top 10 or whatever, top 15, I'm just not as sold on the rest as far as what the NFL thinks of these players, as far as what they've, what they've done and, 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 and how they were hyped up. And now I just think that this year we might not see that run on wide receivers. I, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I mean, we, we've been spoiled. We've been yeah, very, I, very spoiled. I mean, all that being said, Jamar Chase is six feet, two Oh one. 
So <laughs> there's no reason uh, with that amount of agility that JSN can't be exactly that on a team, you know, if he finds the right fit. Right. Yeah. And like you said, 196 is a lot bigger than I expected. I was expecting another Devontae Smith one. I was picturing maybe not 160, but yeah. like, well, one, 176, somewhere in that yeah. range. Yep. For a guy uh, that barely played last year, too. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Must have had the flu or something. No. Yeah, uh, three games. So, yeah. Um, so don't, his proud score is 15. He didn't just chalk up that he didn't play. Yeah, I might just put in his twenty twenty one numbers and see what that. That's comes what you, we to. usually do when it's. Yeah, I think we just quickly got got this all together for the say, podcast not tonight. A, not available. Three games, like oh shit, I guess it's right. <laughs> he didn't really play last year at all. I mean, he didn't play last year, but like, here's the deal: it does factor in the games and per game. You know, what yeah. did you do with that time you played in those games? Uh, catches, so, yeah. Um. So it's not good, like. But that's that's not here. I had to fix the S on games played. It was driving me crazy. Um, so really good score. Like this guy. I'm starting to turn, trying to see what I can see out of this guy. Is Jalen Hyatt had a 95 production score, 1267 yards, 18.9 yards per reception, 15 touchdowns. Great stuff. Out of Tennessee, a bigger ish school. Not maybe uh, one of the top 25, but. Um, Oh, wait, yeah, they were top 25 last year. That's right. And he had an athletic score of an A. Ran a 4-4, jumped 40 inches. So this this could be a pretty good pretty good prospect. Uh, maybe a little more underrated. Yeah. Not as big or not as heavy as Smith, Najiba, but... Yeah, I just think nowadays, like, I think we've been fighting against this 200 mark that we've we've wanted and have seen for so long up until about three years ago, but like now we're just seeing these one eighties and one seventies and it's just becoming second nature. Now these, Mm -hmm. these wide receivers are are a lot smaller. And we were even talking about um, a cornerback who's like six one. uh, Oh, I forget his name. Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah. He's six one one sixty six, but like, I, I mean, he might get bullied around by the bigger guys, but the wide receivers now are freaking little. (laughs) So, Yeah, and if he can, I mean, if he bulks up to even 170, 175, then he's only giving five, 10 pounds on your average NFL wide receiver at this point. That being said, good luck when you line up against Mike Williams because you're going to about to get put in a body bag. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but um, the um, other guy I want to talk about too is Kayshawn Boot, Booty, Boot, Bout. Um, I mean, he's just falling. Uh, he's falling, falling. off. He's- he was Fast. the guy that people people were talking about as the first wide receiver off the board at one point, and now yeah, we're included. talking about a day two, day three guy. Maybe I don't even know how far he's going to fall, but he's he might not even be a round one pick in your fantasy drafts. Like, yeah, I mean, unless people no, just take I, him on name, and they could. But I mean, people didn't take. I mean, well. Dicky. Yeah, I, I, yeah. booty. <laughs> here's but, the, here's uh, the, here's the thing, right? So I agree, but it is a soft draft. I think I think if you had our league 14 picks in the first round, you might find booty in there. And I think there's a, a real world too where he thought the same thing. He went, "This is a soft wide receiver group. I'm just gonna declare, like, yeah. whatever. This might be my best shot, even if I'm not ready to go. I just do it, you know. Go, well, he go saw to the NFL, go get paid there." If that was his mindset, he saw something that none of us saw. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because at the time we thought it was a hot class. <laughs> it was a freaking hot class. It's just not. So, um, 
it, and then then again, this could be one of those classes too where you just have thirty of them that are there, just there in the NFL. Yeah. Players that will be, you know, wide receiver threes on teams, and they'll they'll get some production and they'll play in fantasy lineups. Um, there was like a couple of years ago, there was I, we almost had every single wide receiver that was on the list was in someone's fantasy lineup. Just wasn't an otherworldly talent that's mm-hmm. you know great dynasty pick. Everyone wants the next Chase Jefferson like right, right away. It's like oh well, as long as these guys are rosterable and can yeah. put up some some numbers in fantasy, it's a win if you get this guy in the second round and. A rookie draft four years ago. I think that you know. Yeah, you just hope he's, it doesn't he's turn in the into the. Uh, you hope it doesn't turn into Josh Doxson and Laquan Treadwell type. Oh, draft that picks. was a good right. draft class, and that was just the worst. Yeah. Everybody thought they were the like, NFL. "These are the guys." Dude, Kevin White's still coming back, man. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, I mean, any day now. <laughs> draft class. So I'll just round out some athletic scores before we talk about some other things. Yep. Um. So there's few A's that, you know, that's one of the things that um, we've been kind of hitting on. Um, one of them was Jonathan Mingo. Um, he ran a, a 446, 39 and a half for, you know, pretty good production scores of 59. Not great. We're just not seeing it match up. You know, we have an A minus out there. Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, 69 production score. Nice. Well, nice. It's not <laughs> nice. Um, and then, you know, go for way further down. We're talking like day three prospects. We got this guy, Bryce Ford Wheaton. He's okay. Hold on a second. This is actually intriguing. Six four two twenty one. Bryce four Wheaton. No, I'm already a, drafting him with an A for uh, athletic score. Production score is not great. It's fifty three. Like that's not great. But here Bryce Ford Wheaton sounds Wheaton. like a serial killer. He's a big boy. Thing. He's a big boy. That's one. That's I guess that's one to pay attention to. Um, but yeah, again, day three prospect. Uh, another A. We have to go very far down the list. Demario Douglas, Liberty. Um and and then the last one, Matt Landers out of Arkansas, another six four guy. Wow, wow. Yeah, I love those guys. <laughs> so um, so bad prod score. Yeah, just weren't used in college. Um, could be well arrested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Save them for when they needed the most. And then ninety production scores happen to be Charlie um, Jones, Purdue. Yep. We got then Rasheed Rice, yep. 93 out of SMU. Tank Dell, uh, other Nate Dell also. He's 5'8", 165 pounds. All right. This guy, most that guy is paper thin. He's Wandale Robinson. Tiny. Yeah. But not as fast. Yeah. 96. And then, so this is the fourth, four of them, uh, Jalen Hyatt. So only four of them had 90 production scores. Not great. Yeah, I would say Smith yeah, and Jacob uh, might have had it if he'd played this yeah, season. Right. But right. Like his stats last year probably are around 90. Yeah, there's just not many that match up. Because like even Tank Dell, you would think at 5'8, 165, who had 96 production, would have a good athletic score, thinking he's some like speedy guy. Yeah, four, four, four nine. Yeah, like honestly, almost a four five. I'm just gonna call it a four five. So. Yeah, I I thought he would just be like a, a, a speedster because he's so small. 
Yeah, we didn't have any real like burners this year. Even the guy who said, "Oh, he might break the record," he ran like a what mid four threes. So. Yes, Andre Iosivas. Uh, pretty sure he's Italian. Came from Princeton. He's big. He's six three, but he and he he ran a four four three. He was the one that was supposed to be potentially able to break it. He was two tenths of a second. Who ran the fastest? Trey Trey Palmer. Um, four three three. I think so. I think that's the name that makes sense when I was looking at the combine. It sounds about right. Yeah, four three three. Guy ran a four three three. Did nothing else and was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Honestly, <laughs> Going like, on. there's there's sometimes that you just just do it. Screw it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four four three at six three, two hundred five pounds is not that bad. But um, no, it's not bad. But I think but, I, everyone thought he'd be like. Oh, definitely. It's right, not right, right. bad. I mean, good prod score, good athletic score too, but... Eight and three-quarter inch hand size at 6'3 is kind of small, though. That is a little tiny. It is tiny. Can he catch? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's out of Princeton, so his production score is probably a little weighted. Um, yeah, from you should put that in small your division, but... formula with, like, d- depending the school and the division and... That would take Dude, so much work. I have, I, I, yeah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> this is good like enough. A, like a conference multiplier. Like if you play SEC, you get a 1.5 mm-hmm. multiplier. Yeah. If you get, uh, you know, any other division here or any other conference, you're, you're less. Yeah. What's Princeton? Uh, Ivy League. Yeah. It's just Ivy League. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. But that's why he went to the combine. As right. like he was invited because he was supposed to be so athletic. And he is. Like, don't yeah, get me I mean, wrong. He, he got an A. Yeah. Right. Just disappointed he didn't break the 40 record. Yeah. Yeah. So is there any more wide receiver talk you want to talk about? No. Do you want to talk about the one tight end that matters? Uh, I don't know. Is it the, I've this, heard, this I've is heard, probably one of the best tight end draft classes. In yeah. Cards it's probably one of the better ones. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's one of the best in like a long time. And there's like three we're talking about. <laughs> hey, we'll talk about four or five of them. There's one. <laughs> there's one blocking tight end that's really freaking good at it and ran a four six four. Oh yeah. Darnell oh, Washington. Oh yeah, I forgot your your boy. Darnell. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're Patriots are trading for Derrick Henry, signing Orlando Brown, drafting Darnell Washington, run it fifty times a game. I would sign up for all of that. <laughs> Just move Johnu to wide receiver. Because you're gonna lose John. Fine, fine, fine there. Perfectly fine. You mm-hmm. know why? Because he's just gonna block. All right. Yeah, I mean, Washington, he was the kid that you sent us the video of him pushing the uh the sled, and he just makes it look like a child's yeah. toy. It was it was just funny because he did that, he made it look like a child's toy, and then the rest of the tight ends <laughs> made the move made the thing move a foot at most. Like literally couldn't even move it. And he walked it ten yards in like two seconds casually and like didn't even break a sweat. I'm like that's interesting. <laughs> Don't want to fight that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. But didn't really produce too much uh receiving wise. He was not used very much, but that it was Georgia. Um in 15 games he had 28 receptions. It's not great. 67 264 and a 464 though is Yeah, that that could be something. It's OJ Howard asked cuz he's going to oh, block. What a comp. <laughs> 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 him in the same sentence as you was like, oh fuck, I'm never gonna oh, make it. Fuck. <laughs> hey, he's still on a practice squad every year. That's true. He's getting still paid getting a couple couple thousand bucks a year. Getting that practice squad money. All right. The guy that really matters though, that we should be talking about, uh Michael Meyer, yeah. Mayer, Notre Dame, six five, two forty nine. 
He ran a four seven, which is a little slower, but whatever. He was never a dominant like freak athlete. He just gets it done on the field. And uh, I was when I was doing my write up for, I can't remember who I mocked him going to, but doesn't really matter. He comes almost exactly to Pat Fryermuth, like same size. They're both six five. Fryermuth ran a four seven one. He weighs two hundred and what do you say? Meyer weighs two forty nine and. Muth weighs 251. Like they're almost the same size. Yeah. So if you're looking for a guy that he can probably be the minute he shows up in the NFL, like that's not a bad spot to start and go from there. Yeah. And I did see highlights of Michael Mayer. It's a fun watch. Yeah. He seems like he's just a good football player. Yes. Right. Perfect fitting. Because Evan Ingram signs the tag. You bring Meyer along or Mayer along just to get used to it for one year. And then you let Evan Ingram walk unless you can sign up to a cheap long-term deal. If you can't, you don't worry about it. If you can, you still have both guys and they do two totally different things. Evan Ingram operates as, you know, a wide receiver receiver more than anything. And then Mayer does the blocking inside. It's, it's a perfect fit, honestly. Good for ETN. And yeah, so his production score was an 89 and then the athletic score was a C plus. Um, Washington's athletic score, by the way, was a B plus at that size. That's, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, then the other two, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah and Luke Musgrove out of Oregon State, both had high production scores. Used um, well, I'll tell you why. Uh, Luke Musgrove got that in in a minute, but um, Kincaid had seventy receptions, eight hundred ninety yards, and eight touchdowns. So that's it's pretty decent for the for what you'd see out of tight end in college. Uh, and Utah was up there this year. You know, they they had some stiff competition. Luke Musgrave only played in two games, but in those two games had 11 receptions, 169 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty good stuff. And ran a 4-6-1. So um, I'm sure, you know, he's well-rested and uh, maybe, maybe find his way uh, sometime next year into a fantasy lineup. Don't know, but maybe a dynasty lineup. Not, maybe not a redraft, but... No, yeah, I mean, he yeah, should definitely be like on people's radars for, you know, late picks. Not, not redraft, but dynasty, third round, fourth round, whatever. I, I mean, I take a flyer on the kid, especially if he ends up in a good spot. You know, if he's on Detroit, I'm happy to take him. They've got no tight end there as we, as it currently stands. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think tight end is probably one of the positions more than most that matters for where you land. Um, yeah, very true. Quite a bit. So yeah, you're uh, zoning in on the old Dominion. Um, I don't, I don't want to say the last name. You can go for it, Zach Kuntz. Four five five forty inch um, for twenty three bench reps, A plus athletic score. Um, Six point eight seven cone drill is better than some wide receivers too. Like he's he's going to be uh, interesting at six seven two hundred fifty five pounds. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But it's old Dominion. You know, it's just you never know. Um, don't have over, much else. To say about him. Not, oh, that is receptions. Okay, yeah. Four, four five, five like a four five five at six seven two fifty five is just. <laughs> That's crazy. I couldn't run a four five five. Like at any point in my life, could I run <laughs> nowhere near that? This dude is a foot taller than me, you know, give or take, and thirty pounds heavier. Like that's crazy. These guys like move that way. Yeah, yeah. Very and he athletic. was, and he wasn't like you know, 
Dickie, I know you're listening. He wasn't like um, the tight end there from the Rams where he was off the charts. He was just, he just barely made the A+. Plus. Uh, who is, um, Jacob Harris. Jacob Harris. That was the one where it was like, I don't even know, are you a wide receiver or are you a tight end? Like, I didn't know what to do with them because his score was just r- r- insane. Um, somewhere in the eights. And uh, then he was playing at wide receiver and tight end for the Rams. Now he's a practice squad player because he was not, like, football smart. <laughs> good. But, yeah. Yeah, not good. Um, one I do want to look at uh, that I like is uh, Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Iowa being the tight end uh, university. Um, a little bit of a smaller guy at 6'3", 245, but he has an A athletic score, ran a 4'5", 9, 6'9", cone. That's really good, 425 shuttle. That's the average of what a wide receiver would do. So he's pretty athletic, and he came from Iowa. So, like, put the pieces together. He could be one that uh, NFL teams actually, you know, reach on. Right. Yeah. Good right. old Iowa tight ends, man. Every year. Probably blocks like a son of a gun, too. Honestly, like, it, it, it's a great where he, he goes. Like, it's probably not in redraft or, or anything, but in a late third, fourth round pick in Dynasty, just always take the Iowa guy. Yeah. Because who, like, in two years, oh, cool. He's a tight end eight, which still sucks, but he's still a top ten yeah. tight end. Yeah, you still started him every week, and you're fine yeah. with it. You're fine with the six points a week. It's fine. <laughs> Kill for six points a week at tight end. Like half my leagues. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Uh, Sink's going out on tight ends because they're the least exciting position. But yeah, I just think yeah, I probably should yeah. end it with like wide receiver running back. Well, it's like the the too. first time we did, did did our power hour, we ended with tight tight ends. We're like, I'm we're sorry. Yeah, yeah so, we're sorry so sorry for the horrible finish. You can turn it off now. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's all the all the stuff you can pull from the combine and the stats. Now it's yeah. about landing spots and drafts, mock drafts. Yeah, we probably will have I guess between now and April twenty seventh, we'll have probably two more mocks out, at least, maybe more. Um, depending on what happens, what moves around. Maybe there'll be some trades pre drafts, who knows? But um and obviously free agency once that hits what's that march 15th new league year begins so day is tampering okay so that's when, that's when it special. starts to get big so yeah. yeah so yeah so we'll start getting the news alerts unfortunately from adam schefter and uh i might uh, just mute him for yeah. the next week I, I can't do it anymore yeah. i'll wait for rap sheet to let me know what's going on yeah <laughs> right um Though none of them also tweeted out both Adam Thielen thing. That was the thing that pissed me off because I was like, I need to unfollow this guy. And then all of a sudden, there was something that actually was necessary to read. Damn it, that makes so much fucking sense. <laughs> God damn it, Shepard. Yeah. yeah. yeah Thielen's been a guy have. that we've talked about for a while now. Like, not, not that he's been on the way out, but he's been on a decline and he's getting paid he a just made handsome sense. penny. Yeah. So, pretty penny, handsome penny. Again, like, the, these guys aren't just washed. It's, it's for cap. Right. So when these guys get cut, honestly, go out there, go buy Adam Thielen for wicked cheap in Dynasty. Yeah. He's probably yeah. good for another year. Do you toss him on a contender? You toss him on the Bills? Sure. I'll do, I'll do that all day. 
Yeah, and yeah if, if you're a contender in your league, like stash a wide receiver that has Adam Thielen type upside for cheap, and when you inevitably have an injury or he's just your wide receiver three or something, like cool, nice and pretty, and you got him yep. for nothing. Boom. Yeah, I went out and traded the late 2024 second for Robert Woods. Yeah, so and you I feel like that's Trey right. Sermon again, Craig. You're addicted to Trey Sermon. I'm sending you to Trey Sermon rehab. I did, and I'll tell you why. Because he's the only active running back on the roster with a contract. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Is George Let's go. Not it's Trey up. season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. No. Kenny no, Gainwell. All right, sorry. Sorry, I forgot about Kenny Gainwell. I just wanted that to be true. Yeah. And you <laughs> know there's so But there's just, there's just the two. But yeah, well, well, heaven well, forbid Boston Scott actually has a market. You yeah. know, Miles Sanders has a market. You know, what if what if they don't come back? You know, I, I, it's it's flyer. Obviously. And they, they get Derrick Henry, and they're fucking fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> dry. I'll drop they're, them. Really they're better than they ever were. <laughs> I have to have them for free in one league to make myself feel better for paying them ten dollars in another. It's true. But uh, all right. Well, I guess I'll take us out. Um, again, what. Dow said we'll, we'll have mocks. I think after free agency, we'll, we'll have a lot more team needs for every single team, which make it a lot easier for mock drafts. Pro days are c- coming up. That's fun. Next week's going to be a complete clusterfuck. There's going to be releases, trades, D Hop, Derek Henry. It's it's going to be a it's going to be mind fuck. It's the calm before the storm. Calm before the storm, and then after that, you know, it's just NFL draft and. <laughs> and then I, 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 draft. I know I, I was gonna say I'm like, I don't want to get ahead of myself we have a, a test draft the weekend after that or three, five days after that so um it's gonna be such a long layoff after I know it's gonna be so draft. sad it's gonna be so like, oh, like big, three months until this no. like preseason like, like go on vacation with like my family and kids like what is what is that loser <laughs> okay well we have a lot in store for you. Uh, keep up with us on the Twitter sphere, Facebook, on our website. We'll have the mocks up there. We'll have all this rookie stuff up there, college stats, combine, combine stats, uh, production score, athletic score, everything like that. So head over to TopShowFantasy.com to keep up with us. And, um, yeah, stay fluid, stay cute. <music>